welcome back to the Nijin Podcast. Um, I'm your host for today, Indy, <laughs> and I'm here with uh, Stanley Henry from The Attention Seeker. Uh, thank you very much for joining us today, Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> okay, news reporter, Indy. Thank you. Thank you oh, for having me. You're welcome. You're yeah, welcome. I'm really honoured to be here on Channel 3 News. In your, in your own office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it, that's it. Wow, so, I mean, jeez. Yeah, we're in your own office, like... How many years has it been now? And you know, two, two, two and a bit. Just still a baby. So yeah, still really new. Yeah, two and a half. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's. I, I I struggle to say how long it's been because it's two years since the attention seeker's yeah. been here. It's two and a half years since I moved to New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Like, did you move to New Zealand with the attention, with the attention, with the intention, <laughs> not the attention? Um, to start your own thing, or was it more like a, let's sort of see where this goes? No, it was, it was definitely always to start my own business. I was I was ready. Like, cool. it's not the first venture I've ever had. Yeah. Um, I was always, I always knew I was going to own my own business. Like, it's just who I've been my whole life. Dad always owned his businesses, mm. um, and so it was always something I wanted to do. And when I moved back here. I didn't know what it was I wanted to do. I just was in a really good space in my life. Like, I'd um, just finished my first year of not drinking, um, you know, and I was quite a bad alcoholic before that, mm-hmm. working in hospo. Um, but I was also at a point in my career where I knew heaps yeah. about business. Like, yeah. I'd, I'd run all these massive hotels and whatever, and so I, I felt confident I could do it. I was feeling real good about myself. I mean, my health was in it. I was in a much better shape than I am now. Um, but I wasn't drinking. Um, I was reading lots of books. And I had this really good friend of mine. I was watching a lot of guys on YouTube and stuff mm-hmm. who were helping me. I'd also wanted to give up my career because it was quite thankless. And I've talked about this a number of times. Like, it's a, hospitality is a real thankless industry mm-hmm. to work yeah. in. So when I moved back, I wasn't necessarily... I, well, I definitely wasn't going to get into marketing and what we do now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't even on the cards. But what was on the cards is exactly what we do for clients now. Yeah. For myself. And that's all I was doing. Um, so I was networking a whole bunch. I was putting out content. I was connecting people on LinkedIn. Mm. I was starting to build a, a brand. And it was the first six months of my time here. I was just doing all of that. And... Um, so I thought I had a job. Like, actually, I was still going to clear the other day. This is a funny story. My first proposal I did was in, like, it was in October of 2019. Yeah. And, and I just met you yeah, around that time. Yeah, too. I yeah. just got back. I got I moved here on the 4th of October. Yeah. So I was, like, three or four weeks in. Like, I had, like, lucked into something straight away. But what it was was an engineering firm who needed leadership coaching and team development and all this sort of stuff. And that's kind of what I wanted to do. I yeah. mean, that's what I'm most passionate about. Um, but funnily enough, I like, I pitched a $45,000 a month contract to these guys as my very first proposal on the 12-month minimum. Like, I just had, like, I don't know, the biggest nuts, like, to think <laughs> I could actually pull that off. And I just, I was saying to Claire the other day, like, how crazy it was that, like, how confident I was yeah, when I got here to yeah. do something like that. Then now, like, I haven't got any clients who pay me $45,000. Yeah. I mean, I'd love just one. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I was so confident. And also, the funny thing is, like, 
they were real keen. Wow. And that was that's been one of my biggest lessons in business is that like price is all and is all on you, not the customer. Yeah. The customer has no real say on the price. Mm-hmm. You are the only one who does. Because these guys were like seriously considering it. I reckon I probably could have gotten them for half of it. Mm-hmm. But then I lost confidence because it dragged on a little bit. And I didn't know I didn't know all the things I knew now to yeah. how to close a deal, get yeah. people to commit and show value and all that sort of stuff. But like they were like entertaining for a while. I ended up doing like a um, uh, strategy day with the leadership team, senior leadership team of this company and all this sort of crap. And like it was just outrageous, like forty five thousand a month. Absolute joke. Um but yeah, where I what what that did is that I got a few knockbacks like that and then I got a lot of people going, Well actually Stan, I'd love help with LinkedIn, mm, I'd mm. love help with that stuff and that's where this business came yeah, from. That's cool. And so that's kinda why I say attention seek is two years old, but I've been in business for two and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean you became, you know, well you you are your business, but you brought the lessons of it into evolving it as well, mm. which I love. And because what you did before was quite different to what you're doing now. But so many lessons on that way. And, mm. you know, I like how you talk about, um, you know, bringing your customers on that journey with you that, you know, yeah, we might have done these or have mm. done these things in the past, but, you know, we've evolved and we're doing things different now. And, and I love that you brought it back to branding, um, yourself as a person because mm. that is and it really shows me that relationship piece yeah you know it's the person we want to get yeah. to know people we don't want to know like too much about anything else nah nah and that that, that has you're right that evolution and bringing the clients along with me has been a real interesting journey because yeah. I I created a business doing something that I thought they people wanted not what they needed mm-hmm. um and I did that because I didn't know how to ask the right questions to find out what people needed. And I realized that that's the secret to sales, not being able to close a deal. Like, what is it, what is it that this person needs and how can you help them get that yeah. or overcome that challenge and provide that solution for them, right? As opposed to, like, when I first started, I was like, oh, you need lead gen. Like, that's what I can yeah, help you yeah, with. I'm yeah, going to give yeah, you lead gen. Yeah. And so that was my thing. And, look, it worked to its to a, to a degree uh, for most people, but the reason it fell over, or the reason why my clients didn't stay long enough, is because it was like, you know, it would be like going, oh, hey, you want to buy a pizza? And then just giving them a bar, or like a sausage of pepperoni. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, that's not a pizza. It's like, yeah, yeah, but that's that goes in a pepperoni. So, you know, like, that's, that's not pepperoni. And that's what I was doing. I was just selling this pepperoni. Whereas actually, what I needed to do is I needed to help them, like, knead the dough and get the bread, yeah. uh, make, the, make the base and create tomato sauce and put on the cheese and then how to bake it and all the stuff, right? But I didn't know that I could sell all of that, yeah. actually, as a as a package. And we still aren't really doing all of that, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. it's almost like we're, we sell pre-baked pizzas at the moment, right? I still feel there's a lot more, which is why, you know, what we, I mean, you know, we're trying to move into this new yeah. studio space yeah. and hire more people and all this sort of stuff because... I still aren't doing everything or selling everything I do for myself, yeah. for my clients. Yeah. And so you're right. So that journey, as I brought them along, is, is finding how do I do what I do for myself efficiently enough that I can sell it at a cost people can pay um, and being confident enough to um, tell clients that's what you need. Well, that's the solution to your need. Well, it's quite interesting because, you know, being a client of yours 
and meeting you in the initial stages of your business, mm. you know, you're sort of like teaching people how to do the work and then, you know, they've got to keep up with it and that kind of thing. Um, the funny thing for me is that it didn't really matter. Like I was really sold mm. and it was really you, you know, yeah. the, I believed in you that you could provide me with the service or the outcome that I was looking to achieve. It didn't matter what it looked like in the process. Yeah. So it's almost like in the get go, it was that relationship piece that really kind of those people yeah. that you brought together, you just sort of brought along the journey yeah. with you. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting you say that. Cause like I, I mean, my biggest fear in business mm. is being like a snake oil salesman. Oh yeah. Like I'm, I'm really same. worried about being that guy who sells something and then can't deliver yeah. it. Uh, that would be my most feared reputation to have. And so when I was, and so a trap that I could have fell into is that people were buying me and they were buying the way I could speak and talk mm, and convince mm. and manipulate people to do the things that I wanted them to do. And I think that's a real problem for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people yeah. are very charismatic. A lot of people in our community are the same. A lot of small business owners I meet are real charismatic. And so they easily, they can sell people, right? Yeah. They can get people to contract, but then they don't improve their product and customer intimacy and all that sort of yeah. stuff. That then leads to them like eventually building a really bad brand because people forgive one or two slip ups, but if they see that you're not trying to keep improving and do better and grow, um, they won't forgive that because yeah. they'll be like, well, you keep making the same mistake, right? Like, can make it once or twice, but if you start making that three or four times, that's it, you're over. So that was a real big part for me. It's like, you know, and even with our team, like we're always constantly trying mm. to improve. Like I'm mm. always challenging the guys on, um, is that the best thing that we should be doing? Yeah. Oh, but that's what we always do. I was like, okay, okay, that's cool. We used to do that, but should we still be doing it? Yeah. You know? Um, that's awesome. And, and, and it's kind of hard actually, for, well, I feel like it's quite hard for team members because especially like some of the guys in our team who are real producer type mm. who, but that's what we do. Like I need to know what we need to do to move forward. I can't keep changing and swapping, but you need to be able to do that to, um, especially when you're in business because like you don't have it right. There is no way you have it right at the beginning. <laughs> we yeah. both know that. Like <laughs> Our businesses both are completely different from when we started. Yeah. And so that constant iteration, you know, like it's like with your business, like being a client of yours for so long now, watching it always iterate and your team taking on feedback, developing, yeah. changing it. Like, you know, that's awesome for me because, you know, well, one, because I'm so open to that style of work anyway, they awesome. like have adapted their way of working to suit my needs and stuff like that, which is great. It's great for me. Like it means that I never have to, there, there are things that your team do. I was saying this to Claire the other day. There are things your, things your team do that I forget our business does. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's a thing that business do. But I'm, I've got so much trust in it awesome. that I forget. Yeah. And I think that when you can get to that level, that's what I would like to get to, that mm. our clients almost forget all the things we do for them because it just happens yeah. and they don't have to think about it. Um, but, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm trying to iterate to. It can be a problem, too, because people think that, oh, you make it look so easy, like, I can do it myself. <laughs> Honestly, the amount of people that go, oh, you know what, we're going to, you know, we're looking at doing this in-house now, that great, by all means, 
let us help you train your team, whatever you need. But there are a lot of times where it's like, no, you, yeah. you're not good at that. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. Saving you money, time, and letting you sleep at night is yeah. probably the best thing you can do with working with us. But, I mean, everyone has their own decisions. But my question I was going to ask you around that was mm. that you've spent a lot of time the last year investing in, your, in building a team, mm. which for me, you know, from the financial services space, I look at that and going, it's quite a, a heavy bottom line for you in terms of mm. payroll and stuff mm. like that so how in the first very you know young years of your business have you you know one managed that and how, where you go where's your mindset taking you around when you're growing a team and, and what does it look like yeah well I'm, I'm pretty like I'm, I'm a bit of a risk taker obviously <laughs> I like, didn't know yeah I <laughs> didn't know that already um, that probably scares Claire a whole lot <laughs> but the my mindset is that whenever we hit a new plateau in terms of revenue, mm. I know I can get there again. And I will isolate outline outliers. Like, for instance, you know, this this February will be a really big revenue month for us, and it'll be crazy big once it all falls through. But it is a culmination of December and January's work mm. falling in, mm -hmm. because and not a lot of people contract because it's that month. Yeah. So... Because that's going to be a really big base. I'm not going to extrapolate that out. That's, you know, that's never going to happen. But if we hit a certain revenue target just through normal operations, mm. well, I'm like, well, that's the new zero. Mm -hmm. So if I can extrapolate that out, where does my business now go? Mm. And I just think I have the um, confidence to continue to sell at that level so that's the first thing I've got real good confidence in my ability that's to awesome. sell and bring on people because I know we're doing the branding yeah. to back that up and I have a constant pipeline of leads and all that sort of stuff um, but also from a from a expense point of view for hiring staff and bottom line sort of stuff is I don't need any of that money. you know so as you know I pay both myself and Clara's yeah. salary it's the maximum I can pay before I pay too much more tax and, and I have to bring that up as of April yeah. because we are earning too much and a business that earns my amount can't pay their managing director 48000 because the tax man's going to be like no you, you can't just pay company tax you know you know all the legal yeah, stuff yeah. Of it. so I need to bring that up but I also don't need you know we don't have a mortgage we don't have kids yeah. we don't have all these other That's expenses right. mm. and so we decided to live our life in a way that meant that we don't need lots of our money from our business, so we can reinvest it. And I think the difference for a lot of people when they go into business, especially small businesses, they are buying themselves a job, mm. not building themselves yeah. a business. Yeah. And then that's the difference, right? And that's like why I know your business does well, because you don't think that way. No. You know, you think about but how do you, can you build a system that generates you wealth? And that's the same thing, whereas a lot of business owners are going, how can I earn lots of money to take that money and mm -hmm. buy me a nice car or buy me a house? Yeah. And so because I'm not trying to do that, I can reinvest it all. And because we're a service-based business that's reliant on people delivering results, hiring is the easiest decision because more every person I hire generates me more money, mm -hmm. not just because they can do more work, but also I, I get... I get opportunities to pitch for work now just because people are like, oh, you got seven people on the team? Yeah. Oh, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. You know, like, there's, there's another level, and we'll get to 10 and 12, and as we grow, we'll get bigger and bigger mm. clients and mm. better clients who will go, just because of the size of the business, they will think we are better at what we do, which we are, but there's a perception there, right? So 
So I look at when I'm hiring staff from a marketing point of view, I look at it from a like extra additional capabilities point of view. Um, and finally, my favorite thing, so you love talking to people and having conversations yeah. is your thing. Definitely. I love watching people grow and develop. So, um, you know, I'm a particular type of leader. I'm not the fluffy guy, but like I love to, I, lo- I, I love seeing my yeah. team develop. Like, and, yeah. and they all do. And I love seeing that. And the more people I can do with that with, the better. That's, that, that, that's what I love the most. Um, throughout my hotel career, that's what I love to do. And then now, like I almost think I've got, like I think my team, like some of you having 200 stuff, right? Yeah. So like this for me is like, it's fun because it's all hands on with everyone. Yeah. But, but yeah. Yeah. And it's your flavor as well, which mm. is pretty cool. Yeah. And I like how you brought that and translated that into this space because, I mean, you're just, you're evolving it as you go and you grow and you're bringing all these different flavors together mm. and making it a particular type of pepperoni pizza <laughs> that type, yeah. no one's <laughs> tasted before. <laughs> exactly. Our own little yeah. special Taz sauce. Yeah. It's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. No, it's cool. Yeah. So cool. that's us. That's what I'm trying to do. Love it, bro. Awesome. I think we'll leave it there for today, but um, yeah, there'll be plenty more, I'm sure. Thanks for chat. Thanks. See you, bro.